Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hello and welcome to episode of the Film Fight Podcast. I'm Mitch Spinell. He's Mikey Rogers. We're back in the studio after taking a week off, and it's good to be back here with you, Mikey. Hi, Mitch. I, before we get started on Film Fight, mm-hmm. um, I just want to say, uh, so last night, Mitch and I were texting. Now, Mitch is a sports reporter yes. and, a, and, a, and a radio announcer, um, and I felt so cool talking about the ins and outs of the NFL last night when we were going back and forth. I don't know. You're like my... You're like, I don't know, you're like, you're something, and it's cool. I was like, ah. I mean, I was just... I'm I, talking sports ball with the sports guy. I appreciate the sentiment. It wasn't like I was actually at the at the events that were taking place, whether it was Tom Brady retiring or the Brian Flores thing. It was just me sort of looking at tweets and then texting you about said tweets. It doesn't matter. I mean, you don't give yourself enough credit. Well, like, yeah. you, this man goes to, well, what would now be Cleveland Guardians mm-hmm. games, but this man's in the press box of all these big events and stuff, and mm-hmm. he, he takes no credit for it. So, big events, good on like, you. Thank you. Big events like a, a mid-season May Cleveland game against the, uh, Trying to think of a crappy team. Seattle Mariners. Yeah, but you still get to go into the press box. And you get to interview the players at the end. Thank you. Granted, it's on Zoom, but you still, (laughs) you've had multiple clips where your questions have been picked and you've gotten to talk to these players. And I mean, I think that's really cool. Well, thank you. But yeah, the NFL world is just going all of, I mean, this is a a podcast about movies. It is. But wow, the last 24 hours in the NFL have been absolutely insane. It has. I mean, you got the whole situation, Brady retiring, and then people thinking, you had the th- conspiracy theory that Belichick's, uh, those text messages he was trying to sabotage uh, Brady, or Brady's retirement, rather. I said it was because he wanted to get back to the NFL, but the text messages were part of the deposition, the lawsuit that uh, Flores is carrying out against the NFL, as well as the Giants, Broncos, and... Um, Dolphins. Yeah, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, but Bill Belichick really has a way of just... Because the whole thing with Brian Flores, it's like, obviously, he's not directly linked to the accusations that are being made. No. But it just so happens that on the day that Brady announces his retirement after 22 years, Mm. he gets overshadowed. Because honestly, it's like, you could talk about Brady retiring for... Three months, you could talk about the greatness. I mean, you could make stories. We up. did it for three days when it was first broken. The reports were broken, and then it was confirmed. But now this story, people are yeah. going to be talking about this for a long time. Yeah, and- time will tell where the story goes because there's a lot of like different variables potentially between the different teams that are, are being sued by Flores, and the results are going to be whatever they. The results are going to be whatever they be when the time comes. But, yeah. Uh, but this is a movie podcast. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, but it goes to show you like what's going on in movies right now that we're talking about football before anything else because there's just not a lot right now. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it just turned from January to February. We're still kind of in that lull of we're not quite at Oscar season yet, but we're also past a lot of the last year's blockbusters. We're not to the new ones yet. Well, if Morbius didn't get pushed back, uh, we would have had something to talk about I mean, for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but this is the we hardest. Were gonna do, we were going to do like worst Marvel, I guess. It was going to be movie, but then you wanted to do a TV show as well. And yeah, we won't, maybe spoil, we, we won't spoil the choices. Well, here's the thing. We've just done a lot of talking about Marvel, to yeah. your point. Yep. And I totally agree, but it's just like this time of year, everybody puts their Oscar pushes up. You know, you yeah. got your best pictures go. The people who want their movies to be best picture go anywhere between the end of October and the end of December. Right. Yeah. And then you have this weird 
weird lull, okay, between between January and April. Now, it, within that time, we've seen some blockbuster-type movies come out. I mean, we've had Deadpool and Valentine's Day, God forbid, Fifty Shades of Grey, but it was still a big movie at the time. It was a big hit, you know. But you, you'll get your occasional big movie that comes out. And this year, we will have Batman. We will have uh, Morbius that comes out on April Fool's Day, which yeah. that's weird that, you know, I'm really thinking they did reshoots. and We'll see, but I, I think the success of No Way Home really... Uh, Put some pressure on Sony, and there's and there's a, some there are a number of notable movies, sort of that kind of came out during the January season. I mean, we had the new Scream that came out. I haven't seen That's it yet. Notable. I want to. It's a you it's consider a that to be soul. notable. It got decent ratings, man. It's I not, can't, dude. I just can't. Why not? Because Scream One, and this is where I'm going to sound like Chad a little bit. Yeah, Scream One was just so good. It's probably it's in my top ten all time movies wow. in general. I don't know where it is on that list. It's not in the top five, but it might be seven, eight, or nine, or maybe even ten. But Scream One is a really, really good movie because it's not just a horror movie. It's like a dark comedy and it's a thriller. It has so many things working in its favor. And you know the whole thing with the Drew Barrymore, like oh she's this big star, and they kill her off in like the first ten minutes. And I'm not going to say spoiler alert for a movie that came out in the nineties. Yeah, 90s. yeah, you can. You know what I mean. Yeah. Other than that, it's just like some of the other ones, Hotel Transylvania, another one, uh, Ice Age, Adventures of Buck. Well, they're doing another Ice Age. There's something I forgot to talk to you about. What's that? The other day, I was on my way to a shoot, and mm -hmm. I realized I didn't have an SD card. Okay. So I just stopped at Walmart, and I go to Walmart to go get an SD card for my shoot, and there is this man, this Walmart employee, putting up this this Ghostbusters display because okay. the DVD release came out for right. Afterlife. Yeah, and I looked I looked over at Chad and I said, "Man, it's a shame that this man has to have his sh hand in shit all day, <sighs> all day. He's just got to touch that garbage." I feel so bad. Like the, he should get hazard pay. His hand is in a normal object. That's all I'll just say about it. It was, it was, it was terrible. And yeah. then we went out. Where'd we go the other day? We went to like Target or something. Yeah. And you were trying to tell me about the Nin the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Because on the Nintendo Switch is one of the games is Ghostbusters, the video game from 2009. And a lot of people for a long time considered that like a third makeshift Ghostbusters movie because it was like a, it was like a new Ghostbusters story. I believe it had the original cast back to do the voice acting okay and i just i think the remark i said to you was a lot of people consider it the third ghostbusters movie and probably to you it is still the third and only ghostbusters movie yeah i didn't know they made another one yeah yeah you're still in denial it's, one it's of just so bad five stages it's really not dude you know like you know how bad halloween kills was it was. I don't. I didn't see it. It was trash. There's a couple cool little moments, but for the most part, that movie was absolute horseshit. Okay. And it came in second yeah. to Ghostbusters Afterlife. All right. Well, I'm sure there were far worse movies than Ghostbusters Afterlife, like Space Jam, for example. <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? I want to talk about that, too, because I recently just saw this one, and I think this is one that Tyler has seen recently or a few months ago. Matrix? No. Oh. M. Night Shyamalan's old from last year is the funniest comedy of 2021. Oh. I am sorry. Oh, Tyler, so face. sorry, Tyler, if His you're face. if you're he's offended. Looking at me right now with the stink eye, but like we need to get Tyler a squawk box. I, I there are things, gestures behind your head right now. There are things in this movie that I was howling at that I knew I shouldn't be. But I was some of the line deliveries, some of the lines themselves, the Didn't ways. You say there's a character named Midsize Sedan. Or uh, there's a rapper character in the movie, and this is not a spoiler. His na rapper name is Midsize Sedan, which is M Night Shyamalan's way of telling you that he knows 
today's rap culture or something like that. I don't know. It was just funny. <laughs> when the first time I heard it, I was like dying. And it's a great concept. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the concept for, I mean, people probably know what it is by now because it's been out for so long, but it's these people go to uh, an island for a vacation, not an island, but like a beach for a vacation. While they're on the beach, they start to notice that they're like, the kids, their kids for some reason, I don't know why the adults aren't aging as rapidly. The kids are aging like rapidly. They go from like age six to 16 to 26 and all this, and they have to like try and get out of here before you eventually grow older and then die. It's it's a really cool idea that kind of remind me of the one of my uh, one of my favorite death scenes in a movie, but also one of the scariest in my opinion is Walter Donovan's death from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, okay. When he drinks when he drinks from the Grail and then he just ages like five thousand years in ten seconds. That is horrifying, and I, it's a really cool idea like that. But it's just like as good a director as I think M Night Shyamalan has been in before. He's made a lot of good movies. He's got these idiosyncrasies. I don't even know if that's the right word, but he's got these tendencies about him where it's just like, come on, buddy. You were so close. It's like you had the opportunity to get an A on the assignment, but because you missed a couple little details, it really dropped your grade down pretty high. Kind of. I mean, I guess it is in this case because, yeah, I just... M. Night Shyamalan did Split, right? Yes. Oh, that was considered it. his comeback. That movie, I mean, the, that that whole franchise mm-hmm. that he has there. Unbreakable, um, Split, and then Glass. Glass. Some people were disappointed in Glass. Yeah, I could see it, but for the most part, I mean, Glass, Split was Split's a standalone Glass movie. Glass nearly had one of the dumbest endings for me ever when, it. I guess this is a spoiler for Glass, when it's revealed that the woman who's been kind of like doing therapy for the two main guys, three main guys uh, throughout the movie was part of this organization to not reveal superheroes to the public you remember that part when it, they're in the it's restaurant been so long since i watched they're it. in the restaurant and then all the people like oh, go yeah. silent when they, they leave and i was like what the hell and then it kind of redeemed itself at the end when samuel L. jackson was revealed to have been working the information out to make sure it gets out to the public all this time so i was like oh okay it's kind of cool but like at first i was like oh boy that was another I don't know what would have, would have been worse, that or I don't know because I, I thought the ending to the village was okay. The ending to Signs I was less a fan of because of what had been le- leading up to. Yeah, I just I, that I haven't heard that. You know, it's I think that may have been one of the first movies I ever saw to drive in. Really? It was paired. It was paired with like Spider Man Two or something because huh. they. Yeah, it was like a weird. It was like a weird. It was definitely a Spider Man movie. It was a Toby movie. I don't know if it was Spider Man yeah, one or two. It was two thousand and four. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes so. about that makes more no, sense. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Sign. It was two thousand two. It was the first one. Yeah, so it would have had to been Spider Man. Yes, and it was paired with that, and huh. it was like weird because you know. Yeah, um, I, I can kind of see that being the later version. But my but, mom uh, wanted to see Signs. I I would have been what two thousand two, seven, yeah, six or seven. So I got to see Signs at age six or seven. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it just it was a flashback. That That's okay. Just a memory, you know. You're like, well. Because M. Night's been kind of known for ever since he dropped a bombshell with Sixth Sense. He's mm-hmm. always, except for Unbreakable. Unbreakable didn't really have a twist, per se, because I kind of figured like that would be... The ending was... It, that's what it was going to be. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Hey, uh, right before we get into our topic today, mm-hmm. um, did you see Jake Paul's new rap video? No. Oh, it's dissing Dana White. And it's just really funny. Um, I've been... Uh, I've been I've been keeping up with that, but you yeah. know the whole thing. This isn't really movie related, but this is yeah. Jake wants the UFC fighters to get paid. No, he doesn't. 
I mean, he says he does. Yeah. Be, but he really just wants to have the fight so he can make the most money. He wants right. the Conor McGregor fight so he can right. he can make a hundred million dollars. Well, like, I mean, it could ha- it could end up being like what was happened to his brother, where he fought Floyd Mayweather and apparently still hasn't gotten paid. Wait, really? Yeah, that's what Logan's claiming. He they, apparently they offered a rematch, and well, uh, Paul Logan told told Mayweather to fuck off. Well, Logan shouldn't have bought a $3.5 million <laughs> box of Pokemon <laughs> oh, cards. so bad. It, it was insured. He got yeah. his money back, but then he makes a video saying that he's poor. What is up with the Paul brothers? I they go know. from content creators to media, then they're, they're, every they're singers. Six months, every six months, they got a different thing going on. Now they fight professionally, and Jake's pretty good. Like, yeah. Logan, that was a weird fight. Well, Logan, but, I think, took on... I don't know, because KSI proved to be a pretty solid fighter, especially in the second fight. And then you go up against arguably the GOAT when it comes to pound-for-pound boxing. Yeah, and he won full 10 rounds. I mean, not that it meant anything. It, was it wasn't like eight, a real match. it was eight rounds. It was eight rounds. Yeah. Right. But I remember watching it. I mean, he went he, he went the distance he with did. it. He did, yeah. It's just weird. These people are weird. Where do they come from? Ohio. They start on, like, podcasts <laughs> like us, and then they just they get bored. I, and then like, I can't imagine us ever, like, even if we were to make a windfall in terms of uh, <laughs> cultural status or financial gain. I can't see us doing what they've done and give credit to them. They've probably extended their popularity and their wealth probably far beyond what it would have been had they just kept normal, you know, kept to themselves and all that. But I can't see us starting fights in random places. Not They don't even really start fights. It's just that these things sort of happen around them, basically. So Yeah, it, it's just... It's just so weird because they they are just I again I don't I don't know where the Dana White video is you want to agree with him because you want the UFC fighters to get the insurance you want the UFC fighters to uh, be paid the way they're supposed to be paid you don't like seeing the rich corporate people you know but when did Jake Jake Paul went from being one side politically and now he's acting like Bernie Sanders I, I, I just don't I, understand the I how does know. that shift just and again I think it all boils down where, the money I think wherever he the dollar to, falls yeah. wherever the dollar falls and I think that's the point I have with these people and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this this is okay to have on like this part of film fight because okay. they are content creators they sure. do they do make expressive art they've, they've and, been in movies I think there Logan, you go think more than Jake I think Jake had a Disney Channel show yeah but you know out of the two I still think I like and it's hard to say this, but if I had to pick a Paul brother, I think I'd pick Logan. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Logan's the more, like, I think, toned-down version of it. Jake can kind of... But I think Jake has a real shot of being a professional fighter. I mean, I think he's... Really? He's, I think he's pretty good. Like, I think he's... won he's, every fight. Okay, but I feel like with some training, I mean, mm-hmm. like, Logan... Logan, no. No. I mean, so? that was a cute little experiment, but okay. I don't want to have to watch that again. Okay. It was like snails trying to fight... Floyd wasn't really trying, no. and Logan was just blocking the whole fight. It was yeah, weird. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Batman. Back to our movie. What podcast. a weird podcast! I We're know. going from we went, the NFL yep. to the Paul brothers yep. to M Night and M Night. What? This is great. Yeah. We need more of this. We do. That's diverse. Of course, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go into this fight. All right. So the topic at hand today, because we're a month and change removed from the upcoming release of The Batman. The Batman. Another Batman. The Batman. Another Batman movie. The one and only Batman. Batman. This time, uh, played by Robert Pattinson. 
Or Pat. It's this Twilight movie. Twilight sparkles. This, yeah, isn't it funny how you go from playing a vampire to playing a man who dresses like a vampire, basically, uh, or a, a bat? A bat. Yeah. What did you say earlier? Like, I just talked about my favorite scene in the trailer where he like beat the crap out of that oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the one of the trailers where I think they released two versions of this. <laughs> it's the scene where Batman, I assume, is looking at the Riddler from like a glass pane in the police station, and he punches the glass. He goes, "What have you done?" And it's just like somebody took another cut of that. And there's a different, I think, take of it in another trailer or a TV spot where he goes, what have you done? And it sounds better. I'm hoping they use that one in the movie, kind of similar to how they use the different uh, Scooby-Doo this no. shit line in Spider-Man. What did Tyler say, though? It was like he, bu- beats, like he beats a little bit crap. Oh, oh, oh. So when that <laughs> meme where Batman beats up a criminal to like near death, like in paralysis, and then he just says, now talk. <laughs> it's, I, just, I hope. It's the big joke how Batman doesn't kill, but he basically... You basically, he basically beats you to the point where you wish you were dead. Now, the audience might be wondering right now, what is the point? Why are we talking about Batman? Well, because... Here's the debate today. Yeah. The debate is, who do we think had the best Batman performance? We're not talking best Batman movie, although we can refer to whatever we think movie-wise. We'll definitely do that in the future. Right. Because we want to save that podcast for best Batman movie. But we want to say best actor who has portrayed Batman in our opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, to be fair, full disclosure, Mitch still has not told me who he's going to pick. I mean, I know, but I want you to go with your pick because yours uh, came before mine. And uh, yeah, just go ahead and do it. I just mean, I could it. pick Adam West. He was you fun. could. I could, but I'm not Could Rest in peace. I think he's the only Batman actor that's no longer with us. Yeah. Rest in peace. But you know what? That was a product of its time. It was a product of the 60s. Sure. And you know what? I had I watched every episode of the old Batman series when I was younger. Yeah, I, I remember that. I, I, I had the, I don't have it anymore, but I used to have the DVD set of the oh. entire series. Um, they're, again, products of the 60s, mm-hmm. but they're fun. Yep. They're very fun. But in my opinion, we have had, let's just say live action, right? We've had Adam West. Michael Keaton. Yep. Val Kilmer. Yep. Uh, George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And now R. Pat. But we can't judge him yet. We haven't seen the movie. Not yet, officially. So we have seven Batman. 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 I'm Batman. To choose from. I am going to pick the one and only. The one who started the superhero genre. The one that gave us the blockbuster movies that we love and adore today. The inspiration for <laughs> I hope we got that in the background. Oh, oh, it's in there. The inspiration for everything that would come after it. I'm going to pick Michael Keaton's Batman. Okay, so you're going with uh, the OG basically. Yes. And I'll start in with my opening. Okay. Because I still don't think this is fair because I told you off mic who I was picking. But here we are. He not only started a doll, but one thing that we know from Batman in the comics is Bruce Wayne is a really effed up character. Okay. He sees his parents die. He's scared of bats. He goes off into the wilderness, meets some ninjas, learns how to become a ninja, then beats up bad guys dressed as a bat and has some serious mommy and daddy issues. The women he falls in love with are criminals and most of the time. And he's got so much money, he puts on this face that he's a pretentious dick, but he's out saving the city. But 
by him saving the city, he's probably causing more issues because when people see a challenge, right, they want to attack that challenge, which Batman, which it's addressed in multiple different movies over the course of the time. But Michael Keaton took that, had some of that, but he had a very down-to-earth and more of a human uh, relation to Batman. He was charming as Bruce Wayne. He had that selfish dick vibe that you would get with Bruce Wayne. Um, He was always a man on a mission. And when he was Batman, it was like the way he portrayed it, Batman loved being Batman. Okay. And that's what I really appreciated about Michael Keaton. Um, I love Batman 89, but I love Batman Returns even more because I love how weird and psycho it is. I love the story of how that movie got made Um, because Tim Burton when he did Batman 89, he was on training wheels and the studio was like guiding him the whole time. He didn't have a lot of space, but because Batman 89 was such a huge hit, they took the training wheels off and they said, Tim Burton, you go make your movie. Well, the problem is Warner Brothers had this partnership with McDonald's and they were trying to sell toys for the movie. So when the movie started being screened and they saw how weird and dark and twisted and 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 like kind of scary that it looked, McDonald's pulled their funding and they lost a ton of money. And, but now Batman Returns has become this huge cult classic. And, you know, you have the iconic performance of Danny DeVito. Um, you have this weird uh, Gotham art style. It's very gothic, even more so than Batman 89. And it really represents, like, the comic book art. And I really like that. And I love the way that uh, Michael Keaton plays within his realm. Your turn. All right. Um, my choice is a is a batman actor who has been in movies who has played him in live action and who is very well regarded among the comic book kind of uh, the sphere of people who really love these sorts of genre movies and these people who really love the character of batman you would think i'd go with ben affleck i didn't huh so you would think I would go with Christian Bale. I didn't. What? What is this? So the choice that I have today. What am I missing? And I, it might be a controversial one because this man has been playing the role for decades that you may not even be thinking of. And that is one, Kevin Conroy. And if you don't know that name. What? Kevin Conroy has what? been the, vo- the almost official voice of the Batman for the past 25 years or so, ever since he started the role in the Batman Batman the Animated Series, as well as the theatrically re- released Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So, so Kevin Conroy has been a Batman in a feature film, as well as television, as well as direct-to-video films, as well as video games, and most medium forms that you can get Batman into, he's been in. And I, I love pers- Batman the Animated Series. And I, I mean, I can't really take that away from you. But I personally believe that Kevin Conroy, with his, just his voice, and you could even say his physicality based on the what I'm, I'll get to later, is the per- perfect personification of what Bruce Wayne and Batman, in my mind, is supposed to be. I can't really argue there. Yeah, so I win. Do I, I win this one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because everybody knows Batman the Animated Series is like the best Batman medium. Like, yeah, you, you can't. It's a brilliant art so style. You have two movies going up against, let's say, a TV years show, of work. 
multiple movies. He's been in 14 projects as Batman. Now, determining, I'm trying to determine what's a Batman project versus like a Justice League uh, product. You got uh, Mask of the Phantasm. You got the Mr. Freeze movie, the Batman Beyond movie. Batman Beyond's another one that I think he was in as well. And he voices old old Batman. Yes, basically. And I mean, I can't. I get it. I can't complain with this. But if you had to pick a favorite live action, who would you pick? Do I have to choose live action? Yeah. Damn it. No, because I'll accept. I'll accept Kevin Conroy. I'll accept it. That, oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. I, like it, because I I so I can't. If I had to choose, if I had to choose, yeah. Live if you action, had to pick a live action, Batman. I mean, I, the easy answer is Christian Bale because the the quality of those films and the quality that he brings to it is more than what Ben Affleck did with Batman. And I don't think that's necessarily Ben Affleck's fault. See, the reason I didn't go with Bruce, uh, with uh, what the hell, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, is because he's too growly all the time, and he gets so. Angry now. Christopher Nolan's movies are iconic at mm-hmm. this point. They they changed the genre. They revolutionized the way cinema was done. Um, I mean, and I mean, you have iconic performances not only by I mean all of the villains, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Liam Neeson as Raj Al Ghul in Batman Begins. He's fantastic. Obviously, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Come on, a lot of people don't like Tom Hardy as Bane. What? I like him. I no, do there's an argument. People don't. I do too. But I love because he fits in the Nolan verse. I love Dan Hathaway as Catwoman. Thought she was a little over the top, but there's just perfect casting all the way through you these movies. You forgot one. Oh. You forgot one. Scarecrow? Yeah. I don't know the actor. Killian Murphy. Oh, Killian Murphy. Good it, for him. He was solid. I think he was the one. I, I, oh, uh, he, I don't also really Aaron, like him Aaron, Also, Aaron Eckhart is Two-Face. Aaron Eckhart is Two-Face. I don't really like uh, Scarecrow in those movies. Really? I, I think he's too weird and over the top. I well, just, well, speaking of Batman Begins, you... you made a mistake saying he's too growly. Batman wasn't growly in the first movie. He was more like a whisper, if anything. Okay, but let's take the show. Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel going? Yeah, here's the thing. If you were in a dark alley in Gotham City late at night and you saw that figure coming behind you and you heard that voice, you'd be crapping your pants too. But you know what? If I was in Gotham City and I was in Wayne Enterprises and I heard uh, Morgan Freeman's voice, I'd like, I'd I'd go to sleep. It'd be great. I am vengeance. I am the night. I'm Batman. That, no, it doesn't work. You can't go. You can't go oh, Freeman. Man. You can't go Freeman for the first two sentences and go growly for the last one. No, I'm just saying. Like this is Chris. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and that's what I'm, I, I'm that's happy why to pick I Ben like Affleck Kevin Conroy more because Conroy, with just a non-growly voice, not used, not affected by any machines, can still intimidate you with just his voice alone and the way that. Batman has been animated over the years to fit his voice works every time, whether it's in the cartoon, whether it's in a different movie, whether it's in the Arkham video games, which many say is the quintessential form of Batman. Well, here's the thing. If you look at the two performances between Christian Bale and Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. it's two very different styles of acting um, to begin with. Like, So in college, there's many different terms, and people who are listening, like, I, if you know acting or if you went to school for acting, forgive me, but I'm going to simplify this a little bit. Michael don't, Keaton. Uh, don't, uh, what's the term? Patronize them. No, I don't want them to get angry because I'm not going too in too detail. I got you. You know what I mean? I'm keeping it simple. Um, but we're just going to say inside it act, inside out acting, outside in acting. Okay, whatever. So Michael Keaton has a very outward performance, right? Okay. It's very styled to the move to Tim Burton's style but christian bale also he's very like takes it from the inside right like he's very you could tell when he's on screen he's really believes he's bruce wayne he's really whereas batman 89 and batman returns it feels more like a play right 
like a play, like a stage play. Yeah. So like it feels more like a, a person becoming a character, whereas Christian Bale feels more like he fully is enveloped in that character. Okay. Um, both work in their styles because obviously Christopher Nolan's whole whole get up here is he, he likes to make you think and he likes to give you different perspective and he likes to show you like the real and the gritty. That's, that's just kind of his thing. And I think Christian Bell does a really nice job with Christopher Nolan's directing style, but I think Michael Keaton does a really nice job with Tim Burton's directing style. Both directors are, in, uh, again, top 10 directors for me. I love Christopher Nolan. I love Tim Burton. They both done Batman. I love both of their works. Um, I just think if I had to pick the better Batman between Christian Bale and Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. I think I feel like Michael Keaton gives me a performance that – I leave the theater going, wow, I feel inspired. It's more heroic, whereas yeah. Christian Bale's more damaged. Michael Keaton's more heroic. Christian Bale's more damaged. Okay. And and it's evident, like, based on the Nolan verse there, right? Yeah. Um, and that's I think that's what I really like the most about it. Okay, I'm going to go on the offensive now in terms of Keaton because I take three superheroes from the earlier parts of the comic book movie run that, like, who are the three OGs when it came to superhero blockbusters? Christopher Reeve is Superman, Michael Keaton is Batman, and then Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man. That's the three for me, at least. I don't know if you... You can say Wesley Snipes in there is Blade, but that wasn't, like, a huge thing. I I agree with that. So, for me, Christopher Reeve is still great as Superman, and it still holds up compared to other performances. Okay. Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man. I know you don't think so, but to me, Tobey is my favorite Spider-Man, and he still holds up. I loved him in No Way Home. But Michael Keaton as Batman is very, 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 very good now. He was great back then. I'm not saying that he's terrible. I'm just saying I don't know if his performance as Batman holds up to a point where you have these other performances that have come in, like Christian Bale, like Ben Affleck, like Kevin Conroy. I think they stand taller now, even though Keaton's statue was very tall at one point. Yeah, and but you— Michael Keaton again. We've we've had this problem with a lot of actors. We were talking about it with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. He did Twilight. He looked so young. He had to go off into the indie circuit for ten years. If you think about after Michael Keaton played Batman, he didn't really do any. He well, he did you movies. Want to talk about before he got cast as Batman? Do you you and I weren't around for that, but do you know what happened? Do you remember when Ben Affleck was first revealed as Batman? How like angry the internet got that i was, was one of them dude that was nothing compared to the thousands and thousands of fan letters not even fan letters hate letters that were sent to warner brothers that they cast mr mom as the cape crusader yeah well then he went on and he filmed beetlejuice i'm just saying that it, they yeah. filmed it back to back he filmed beetlejuice and then they went right into batman well, beetlejuice should be even more proof that i mean i guess it's more of a darker thing but like he was the comedy guy and i think I think that was a good way to show off his skill set. Sure. And I, I mean, mean, because to me, the best comedic actors are the best actors they can, because they timing can is really hard. Yeah. That is a talent. Timing well, is a Michael talent. Ke- what Michael Keaton, I think, takes from him away as well. Number one, even though I love the 89 and 92 costume, it's a costume that I would love to wear at some point while riding the, the original Batmobile, best Batmobile 2. Batmobile it's a costume. Dude, I relate. It's a costume. I and, rel- he does, and he looks like he's wearing a costume. Where it was- well, yeah, he can't move his neck. But, yeah. I mean, again, it's a product of the and, times. And and he does not bring the physicality of Batman. He's like five foot eight, maybe like 180 pounds, really. I'm not saying that, like, I mean, obviously, Kevin Conroy's a drawing, but... The anime, the animated style lends itself to creating Christian whatever. Bale's a small guy. The only reason, no, but he, oh, he is a, he's not a taller, tall guy. But they make him to be a little taller than he is in real life. And he got his 
body together. It's just weird because the Batman be- shape, the yeah. Batman Begins costume looks a lot more threatening than the Dark Knight costume. You think so? Yeah, because he comes in, he's all big and Batman, bulky. Dark Knight seems like more like a stealth suit. I, yeah. I, might, I might take it to that. Yeah, but I mean, that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying he seems more intimidating in the Batman Begins costume. Okay. And when, he gets the, when he gets the Dark Knight, you're right. It's, it's more stealthy. It's more it's like... It's an interesting topic. I mean, yeah. But, but here's the thing. I actually have a story that relates to me about Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason that I love Michael Keaton so much, and I think that's why I would pick him over Christian Bale, okay. is the fact that he has a theater background. And a college professor of mine, uh, Michael Slavin, if you're listening, I'm going to tell your Michael Keaton story. Uh, Michael Keaton did a regional tour of Wizard of Oz, and he played the Scarecrow. Makes okay? sense. And he was, you know, was traveling like a, I think it was tri-state area. It was like, it wasn't like a big national tour. It was like a regional tour. Okay. Well, Michael Keaton got the call that he was going to go on, work on, would you say Mr. Mom? Is that what it was? That movie? Yeah. What was his first big movie? Was that it? Uh, it was either that or Night Shift. No, Night Shift. He got the call that he was going to go work on Night Shift. Yeah. He had to leave the show. They called my professor in. This was when he was younger. And he went in and he stepped in for Michael Keaton. So he played Scarecrow for the remainder of the tour. Now, Michael Keaton is from the same area that I grew up. Okay. We grew up probably 20 miles away from each other. Like from his childhood home. That's where I grew up. Okay. Mm-hmm. When the show came to his hometown, he was on a break from filming or something. Cause it was like a year long tour. Right. So when it came to Uniontown PA, um, my, the, my professor in college was playing Scarecrow, but Michael Keaton really wanted to play for his hometown. So Michael Keaton came on and did the matinee that day as Scarecrow. And my professor said he had to go in and he did the night show and he met Michael Keaton. And he was a very nice guy and it wasn't like he was trying to take the role. He just wanted to do the show. But my professor had to do the whole, his, the whole second show in Michael Keaton's sweat from the costume because they had to use the same costume. That's so, lovely. But... Again, he's got the theater background. I appreciate that. Yeah. He's got theater training. And I think that's why it, I mean, between Tim Burton's style and Michael Keaton's acting, it's very theatrical. Here's the thing about Kevin Conroy is that Kevin Conroy could have just easily been animated series Batman, but he had his run on the show and also Mask of the Phantasm, which a lot of people actually say. I mean, you could say that about Mark Hamill too. Might be the best. People say he's the best Joker. Might be the best, uh. Dark Knight interpretation in a movie. I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of debate that with other things, but. With Conroy, he's transcended the show and the movie to other styles of Batman, whether it's in the Justice League or whether it's later versions where they try to animate him differently. When they, he's in even the transitioned. In, he's even transitioned into live action, and I know I'm gonna probably gonna. Uh, some people would think I'm going to dock myself some points by saying this, but he was a live action Bruce Wayne in the Batwoman TV show. He transitioned to live action. He's oh, good thing you finished that sentence. Oh, because. <laughs> They liked him so much as the voice that they decided, hey, we can make this believable. Now, granted, he's wearing like these weird robot legs for the episode that he's in because something, something about him, his body falling apart. I don't know. He's, I didn't watch he's, that show. And he's evil. I didn't. I watched that one clip, and I'm like, that's enough. I'm good. But there are a lot of people that want him to either him or Keaton to come back for. I think it's eventual at this point that they're going to do Batman Beyond at some point live action. I thought the latest bring back the show last year. I read a report that Michael Keaton got cast as Batman and Batman Beyond, but then something happened. Well, now it's he. This is where I'll give I'll give the concession. Michael Keaton looks to have had the better return to the role in live action form. Yeah, because we'll see him in the Flash movie. See him in the Flash movie. Coming I up, know, I don't know what's going to happen with that movie either. Like Flashpoint, I don't know. They're going to reboot this entire series. I don't know. And then he's going to be in HBO Max's Batgirl, 
not Batman Beyond. HBO Max is doing a Batgirl series? Yes. And Michael Keaton's playing Batman in it? Yes. See, I really think Michael Keaton right now would be a good Batman for Batman Beyond. I could see it. But if they wait too long, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Oh, Bruce Wayne's older. They've waited long really enough, man. It's been 30 years since he's played the role. Yeah, and I think he would do better at a mentor role than Christian Bale would. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, Christian Bale's Batman, I don't think, was ever meant to last that l- Well, it was seven years removed from Dark Knight to Rises, and then he gets one into one last fight, breaks his bat, gets in, back, gets into another last fight, retires, yeah. basically. And then with... Uh, but with Conroy, you can do anything. You can take him into any situation, any uh, form of the character, and and he will adjust to any situation that you put him in. He's he's proven to be a terrifying Batman, a, a heartfelt Batman, even a funny Batman at times. Like mm-hmm. there, there are moments in, in the Justice League cartoon or the Batman cartoon where it's like he can actually be funny. And the thing I like about him too is he's he he's very discernible between the three roles that are key to a Batman medium. You have to nail Bruce Wayne in the public forum, the rich playboy asshole. You have to get the uh private persona of Bruce Wayne who is much more stoic and much more reserved and then you have to get that cape crusader right. And I can tell each of those three roles between Conroy Michael Keaton, you can kind of tell too because I think he's doing the separate Bruce Wayne and Batman. But when I hear him in the Batman costume, sometimes it it kind of makes me think of like a Val Kilmer or a George Clooney, where it's like it's just the guy in a suit. It's not the Batman. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and I think that's I think that's just a, key, a case of what the '80s and '90s Batman movies had. Not so much against them, but it's just something they didn't think out at the time. Probably Whereas not. Nolan, where but Nolan really revolutionized at, that. At the time, that wasn't really a thing. Superhero movies weren't really big back then. And I mean, well, Batman I mean, 89 those, really launched Those it. ones were. I mean, not, not every hero would get their own movie, but those particular heroes, yes. Right. So, I mean, you had Superman, obviously. Yep, that's the OG. You said Batman was the OG before. Yeah, but I think Batman started off the blockbuster Batman, superhero Batman made, Well, Superman made a lot of money, but Batman t- proved that darker characters could work. Yeah, yeah. So... so that's what we got. Eventually, got characters like your blades and your uh, punishers and your all this and that. So, I mean, is that all we have for our debate? Or yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a solid debate. I mean, it's going to okay. be over a half hour once yeah. it's all said and done. Okay, well, that's uh, our our thoughts on whoever we thought the best movie Batman is. Mine's Kevin Conroy. His is Michael Keaton. I might, I admittedly might have cheated a little bit because I think Mikey was expecting something else. But uh, we want to get your guys' thoughts on who you think won this debate and give us your favorites uh, in the Spotify poll. You can obviously listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Mitch Spinell, at Mikey the Film Guy. And if people start following me, I'll tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Bet. That's, that's the you deal. Have you have to follow me that's to the tweet. Deal. That's the deal. Yeah. At Mikey the film guy. I'm not tweeting anything right now because I have two followers. It's I, Mitch and my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much more prevalent on uh, Instagram and Facebook. But. That's Yeah, you could follow him on Instagram. Matt, Mikey underscore does underscore TV. Is that the Instagram? Yeah, I got to change that, but we'll leave it for now. Why can't you just call it Mikey Rogers? That's too boring. Or Mikey dot Rogers. Because when, when I made the handle, I was doing TV, Mitch. Okay, well, I mean, I guess you're not so anymore. I, I, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, it's cool. I love my life better now. But yeah. I, mean, I mean, it was like public access. It yep. wasn't like I was working for like ABC News. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll be I'm back next fraud. week to talk more about uh, whatever movies are coming out and whatever movies we want to talk about. All right. Bye. Bye.
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.